warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone welcome back to my podcast between us i think this is like episode seven yeah something like that but today i have a very special guest who is one of my best friends her name is what is your name sister <laughs> my name is amira hi oh, hi amira um yeah i'm really excited to have you here give us a little bit introduction like tell us a little bit about yourself what do you like to do all that stuff okay all right so i'm 21 years old and i love to tweet i love tweeting i tweet every single day and i have nine siblings i'm the second oldest um and i feel like um although i like to say i don't like my siblings I love spending time with them and I like to just be around them because we like to laugh like we are on some drugs, even though we are completely drug free. Um, but yeah, I like to bask in the sun, but I also love the moon and I like to sing a lot, et cetera, et cetera. This is <laughs> just yes, you're such a great singer, y'all. Like, honestly, ah. I love like, you have got a gift. Wait, why do you like to bask in the sun? What does it do for you? Well, well, it all started when I lived in Texas. I I would like go outside and I would lay down on like the concrete. Um, and I would just like, I wasn't a hijabi at that time. And I just would lay there and let the sun like, you know, soak into me. It felt so amazing. It felt like, it felt like I was sleeping. It felt like it would blink, it's on top of me. And I just really enjoy it. I love the sun. I love what it does for my vitamin D. It activates it. And it really, it really, uh, I appreciate it a lot. I just love the sun. And I feel like, I feel like I'm glad it was out today. Yeah. Yeah. Today was a really, really nice day. Okay. So before we jump into like the podcast, um, I'm going to ask you a few questions to get to know you a little bit better. Oh. um and they are non-boring questions just a disclaimer because i know when people think of questions to get to know their people better it's just like you know horrible so (laughs) what is the next place on your travel bucket list and why and it's fine if you don't have one (laughs) (laughs) the next place on my travel list first of all i don't travel so it would be the first place on my travel list um and i really just i think the place that you do um, travel. Would... Remember that time when you traveled 68 hours? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did travel 68 hours one time to drive all the way to her house. And but it was worth it because um we had a great time. And I I I appreciated how she offered me watermelon and she was such a hospitable host. Anyways, yeah. But if I was to travel somewhere. I would want to go to the land of, so the thing about me is I don't really like, I, in my head, I don't ever be like, oh, I want to travel, but I have a friend, um, you probably know who she is, Anita, she is dying to travel somewhere, and I, um, I intend to be her travel partner, and um, she wants to go to like France and she wants to go to London and she wants to go to New York. And the thing about me is if, if anyone wants a travel buddy, I will be that travel buddy because I, I'm a fighter, you know, and if anyone tries to harm anyone, I will, I'll be their bodyguard, you know, seeing how strong I am. 
So yeah, if I had to choose though, if I had to choose a place, I would probably go to Hawaii. The reason why, I know it's cliche, I know it's cliche, but that's where Lilo and Stitch are from and I love Lilo and Stitch. And I also just love that Hawaiian roller coaster ride, that song that they sang in the movie. Well, I'm sorry, this is about you. Did I just find out your travel place? We found out your favorite, one of your favorite movies, I mean, which I already knew, but people who are listening to this didn't know that. So everybody watch Lilo and Stitch. My favorite quote from Lilo, I know everyone, whoever watched Lilo probably knows it, but it's that Ohana means family and family means no one gets left behind. And I I think that although they did specify family in that, in the quote, family doesn't necessarily have to be um, someone who's like your blood because Lilo was not, you know, I mean, Stitch wasn't really Lilo's um, relative. He was just someone that she grew to love. And I like grew to like love as a friend and like as a bestie. And I. Oh, wait, actually, I do like what you said about like family, not necessarily being blood. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of support systems and even even the Prophet Solario said him his time, like you look at the closest people to him, a lot of them weren't his blood. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Bakr wasn't his blood. Omar mm-hmm. wasn't his blood, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what where that <laughs> it really resonated. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it made you think of something. But I I like feel like in in a lot of Arab culture, like there's a lot of like well parents, well my parents at least, they feel like like your blood relatives, they like um they deserve like your the most like respect and honor. And I mean like your aunts, uncles, grandparents, and all those people. And although I do believe that they do they do deserve a lot of respect and a lot of honor, um, I feel like a lot of the times, like you said, like our support systems are co- compromised of the people that we meet along the way and the people who support us and the people we support. And I think that I feel like a good way to have this conversation, well for me at least since I suck at talking, is to just like talk about an experience you have and then like I talk about an experience and like we like like what we learned from it because like a lot of the times like when I was trying attempting to be on a podcast with Anita I had that problem where I would just like have like this stage fright so like one day we would just be talking and then we just like it, everything just like happened there was not there was there wasn't that pressure of like yeah that pressure and so I think that's like if we just talk about our days and how like how that like you know how that went etc and or something just like ranting about any of your situations i don't know i don't know bro but don't look at me like that okay i'm sorry i can tell you about my day Um, (laughs) or like a few days ago i was oh oh okay here i can talk about what happened a few days ago and i feel like that's kind of related to what we were talking about um i like uh a few days ago, I was having this issue with social media because you said you wanted to talk about like proving yourself to others. Um, and my issue with social media is a uh, thing is like a lot of the people who I knew when I was a teenager are on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's for me, it's it causes me a lot of like anxiety to post anything because I think about like, they probably think of me the same way I was when I was 16 or like 15. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously, I'm a completely different person now. 
And sometimes like in the back of my mind, as I'm doing something, I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to prove to these people that I've changed or like I've grown up or I'm a different person now. Yeah. Even though that's like, shouldn't be, that should not be the purpose of what I'm doing because I have like a bigger purpose in life <laughs> than proving <laughs> stuff like that to people. So yeah, that's been one of my issues dealing with that and like dealing with like, like I, I hate who I was back then, which is wrong. Like I shouldn't, but like I know like all the mistakes I made or whatever happened back then like shaped me into who I was now or who I am now I am bad at talking to by the way and um it's just like that I hate it so much that whenever I think about like somebody who knew me back then it's just like ew I don't want you to think that I'm still the same person (laughs) I mean I know that's like a problem because you can't control what people think about you or what they remember about you especially since they haven't taken the time to get to know you again but it's like you know that when they do get to know you again they're like they're gonna see that glow up they're gonna be like wow she's I don't know how you were when you were 16 but I know you were you're probably cool you're just probably I don't know people literally met me a year later so probably oh yes oh my god (laughs) Oh wow! I can't believe I met you at seventeen. You were such a baby, mashallah. But it's okay. It's okay, two thousand one baby. But it's okay. I'm not mad. I'm not. <laughs> but yeah. So like, I think I could relate to that a lot because like when I was younger, I I was um what should, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I was the type of person where I would like be walking the school hallways, um talking to myself because I didn't have anyone to talk to at the time, and and then I and then I would be the type to just like be so fascinated <laughs> with the gum I was chewing because I had nothing better to do with my life and there was like a lot of mean people and a lot of people would, like they would just be like what are you doing like what like and I know that at the time I didn't take care of how I looked and I didn't attack I didn't put effort and it's like this is what they remember me as but then when I think about myself now I'm like okay I did improve a lot but then I'm I, like I try to think about it, like why did I improve like what was like what did I like, what was the intention behind me um, putting more effort into, I guess, my education or my uh, my appearance or that kind of stuff? Like, what was, what was the purpose of it? And I feel like the purpose of it to me was I, I think, like, along the way, I saw how much people value um, titles and how much people value popularity. And, and I realized that's just not something that I value because... I know that a lot of people could have a lot of amazing titles and they could be so like, like, wow, they, they have their life together. They're, they got the degree and they got the job, blah, 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 but they're just genuinely not the best people. And I like, I wanted to like sort out where my priorities were and it's not, it's not to be like perfectly put together. I mean, it's not to be like perfectly put together in terms of my appearance or in terms of just like my life. It's just to be trying my best. And I know a lot of the times, like on like Instagram, for example, I noticed that I don't post anything. I just like, I'm like, I'm not posting anything. And uh, like, people are going to get bored of me, but I'm just like, why am I doing it? Like, I'm not doing it for other people. I'm doing it because this is my space to, um, I don't know, my space to just be like, this is who I am. I feel like a lot of times we constrain <laughs> ourselves by thinking about what other people think of us. Like, think of where you'd be now if you just stopped caring about what other people thought and did what like makes you and makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy you would be in a completely different place right I mean I'm assuming because I know I would be in a completely different place so it's just like I feel like we put these barriers and mm-hmm. labels on ourselves just because society says so or just because other people say so yeah. and like we really don't stop and you know try to live our light 
like our lives for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for you know like for our own good yeah I, I I agree with that like I feel like when I when I reflect about where I would be if I didn't have to value like people's like opinions and like their expectations and like try to achieve what they want me to achieve I like I have this confusion because at the end of the day like to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I have to please my parents because my parents are like I'm supposed to honor them and I'm supposed to like those are supposed to be like the second like right after after Rasulullah after him like my parents and so when I think like that's why I find it really important for your parents to have you know like solidified Islamic values because if your parents are expecting certain things of you that go against like that the way of life that we should be we should be taking it gets a little hard because like okay am I displeasing them or like it just all has to do with like what Adan was saying a couple of days ago about how like even our parents are going to go one day and we're not going to have them anymore and it's just going to be us. It's going to be us and just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're, that's it. And I I found that to be an important, like I, I really liked what she said because I feel like a lot of the times, a lot of my decisions are not my own. They're the decisions that my parents make for me and some a lot of the times they don't make me happy but i'm just like okay i have to do it anyways just to make them happy and that takes away from my own me it takes away from my character and at the end of the day like i then said they're not going to be here and and if i'm not if not if i'm not living for allah then and i'm living for them then like a topic that i really wanted to talk about like was about um in par- like with parents is um just the whole idea of them valuing culture over religion. Um, and the reason why I want to bring that up was because I had I had an experience where I was um, allowed to sleep over at this one auto girl's house, but not um, someone of color, a different person of color. And I found that there's so much to unpack. There's so much. Like, and it's just, that's just the surface level of, of it all. But um so yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you said about not pleasing parents. I think also this is something that's so important to remember as Muslims, especially for our generation where we're, we kind of grew up here in the U.S. So we're able to differentiate between cultural norms and Islamic, like what is Islamic? Um, and in a way that has been good for us because we've, we're, we're kind of able to see like what is cultural versus what is actually true Islam and like we have that influence of Western culture, which isn't necessarily great, but um, we have the influence of like both cultures pulling on us. So wh- I feel like we're more open to like changing a lot of like old cultural norms that exist in Arab culture or like even in also South Asian culture. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these aren't like good, good things. So how do you deal with I don't know. There's a. I feel like there's a fine balance between pleasing your parents, but even though sometimes the things they say might be influenced by culture rather than Islam, versus um, doing what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants you to do. So, do you have like a? Do you have any advice for us, guys? If you're watching this podcast, go put some lotion on because <laughs> you need some. <laughs> we are in uh, the winter wonderland, and you need some lotion. But, okay, this is what I want to talk about. I feel like a lot of parents, um, when you, okay, I grew up in America. I've been living in America since 2000 and like two or 2003. And I feel like, I know this is going to sound bad, but I feel like I have been thoroughly Americanized um, to the point where if, like to the point where I will have an easier time conversing and getting, uh, like getting along with someone who was also raised in America instead of like someone who was like, 
who lived in Egypt or lived there for a long time or their entire life. And I will, that cultural um, difference is going to be significantly there to the point where if I was ever to possibly get married, I wouldn't want to marry someone who grew up in Egypt because we would just have such a disconnect in terms of our, our culture. And so when I, when I do experience like parents telling me things online that, Oh, you know, he's not your culture. She's not your culture. You guys are going to not get along. You guys aren't going to be compatible. It like, it makes me think like, Hey bro, I'm more compatible than that with them than I am with like maybe you. And so that's, that's something that like I have a hard time getting uh, past because some parents make it seem like you value it, you let it, not letting go of your culture, but you being more um, affiliated with the American culture as something that's criminal when it's something that we just like got raised like around. Like, like when you go to public school, when you go to like like a school with just a bunch of like American people, and um, it, it's gonna affect you. It's gonna make you. Um, it's gonna influence you a lot. And so, I feel like it does, it like, it adds like a layer of cultural competency in a sense, like, okay, I have, a, I have a part of this and I also have a part of that. And, um, I think my advice, my advice is going to be horrible because I haven't figured it out right yet. I haven't figured it out because I have a fight with my parents about this a lot. Uh, not fights, arguments. I'm not I'm not the type to fight with my parents that much. Psych, I fight with them every single day. Joking, I fight with them all the time. But yeah. Um I think this I feel like this is an important topic to have, but I'm sick and tired of racist Arabs. And I maybe this isn't the time the time for that, but I feel like people just find a way to justify themselves. They're like, hey, this isn't wrong. It's not wrong for me to think this. It's normal. Like, even during the time of the Prophet, they had these ideals and values, duh. And they just don't get it. They don't understand. And and it's just, let me hear what you have to say about this. Um, I think going off of what you said about that they had these ideals and values during the time of the Prophet, if you think about it, literally islam came to reform the entire culture and to take away those cultural norms and put <clears throat> my throat gets dry yes you drink that water get hydrated <laughs> um i so islam came to take away those cultural norms and put in you know islamic values into the society right mm-hmm. like it didn't um it didn't come out of nowhere like it took those into account and changed what was applicable and then kept the good things that came with the culture right so I think when we're talking about this we don't it's not necessarily like you know completely ditch the culture because everything about it is bad there are good things but yeah you also have to take into account that some parts of culture might not be very Islamic right like even American culture too if you think about it one thing they have is like so um, not social drinking like drinking for business reasons mm-hmm. like when you're networking with people yeah. um, like you might do it over like cups of beer and obviously that's not islamic so like you yeah. leave that but then there's good things about american culture as well like the way they're so open they're like understanding um with people those are good things and you can take those and you know take what works for you and, and leave what doesn't i agree no i, I you preach preach bro you're saying all the right things <laughs>